Hello and thank you for joining us here on Changing Variables. There's a lot of talk about truth these days. It always seems to come with spin to benefit one organization or another. This is not that. This is a short baseline review of what truth does to our everyday lives and what it can mean to our country. We all live lives in which truth is irreplaceable and can agree that the absence or presence of it determines not only the value of information we have, but it gives insight to the potential value individuals will bring to our lives. Plainly said, without truth or facts, nothing in this world can be invented, managed, treated, or defended. Every good decision we make for ourselves and others, at its best, is based on the truth. And the truth is more than just a set of facts. Metaphorically, truth is comparable to a wave from one person to another, just as this action has meaning that signifies more than just a greeting. So does the truth. From my research, no one really knows the origin of the wave, but one source dates the nonverbal form of communication back to the 18th century, where knights removed their helmets to show their identities and saluted to show they came in peace. In modern movies and TV shows, we see another form and use of an open forward-facing palm to ward off potentially violent people and or to show a startled person that another is not armed and that no harm is intended. The absence of this open hand can imply the exact opposite, specifically a lack of safety, a potential to secure it, and an increased level of risk. Considering this fact, why does it seem that the truth is optional for so many, especially when the benefits of its possession are not hidden? Why have we allowed it to become a tool, a commodity, in the often closed hands of the media, government, and businesses in our country? Considering this fact, why does it seem that the truth is optional for so many, especially when the benefits of its possession are not hidden? Far too often those who have it manipulate it to their own benefit, and the rest suffer because they have no hunger for it. Furthermore, truth as a commodity makes rational the irrational ideas that companies can pay millions for seconds of airtime during their Super Bowl to influence consumer behavior, but swear that movies and games lasting hours do not affect character or our view of each other, and thus our actions towards one another. There had to be a reason that President Woodrow Wilson created a committee to promote U.S. involvement propaganda during World War I, also known as the Committee on Public Information, a.k.a. CPI. This was massively successful in helping to add soldiers to the military and changing citizenry opinion away from isolationist viewpoints. The head of its effort was noted as not liking the word propaganda and chose instead to see it as being more like an advertising, quote, a vast enterprise in salesmanship. The majority of propaganda here was written word, and it was able to redirect the bow of a nation. How can we justify allowing such flagrant misuse of information on a daily basis? 
that we do not have to pay attention to the printed advertisement in magazines that command sizable investments, while young people, male and female, starve to reach an ideal that doesn't move, speak, or make sound. When did we choose to become blind to the fact that truth withheld makes sacrifices of those who cannot afford it to an economic system that seems only to greatly benefit those who can qualify and afford membership? It's time that we turn away from apathy and detachment and everyone for themselves to truth, clarity, and responsibility. If we don't, we will be left open, all of us to deception, manipulation, division, and defeat in every area of our lives. This is a battle that needs to be fought, and not by one person or a handful of leaders, but by everyone. And we must fight in our personal lives and in our places of work. Some of you may turn to the press and other organizations and say they need to change. It's true, they carry the public trust, and when even one of them refuses to debunk lies, they diminish the value of what they bring to the public as a whole. And so, it's not enough to have the right personalities in front of the camera or to be the first to report a story. We must have the truth, no matter what side it rebuffs or supports. What good is it to be first when your victory could mean the eventual defeat of many? There are lives in the balance. If they do not provide the truth, we will not be able to safeguard our country and remove and replace the bad actors. The cost to ignoring and withholding the truth is real. And the people in the middle and lower end of the ladder are usually the ones who end up paying the most for it. Give me liberty or give me death. The cry of a forward-seeing and stalwart nation. Now, perhaps, the cry should be, Give us truth, lest we die. We must demand the truth. How do we do it? We demand it of ourselves. We like to separate the media as well as government and business sectors from us. But the truth is, we are them. How do we demand it of ourselves and improve America? Self-assessment. Let's do a short exercise. List two things mentally that you believe to be true and should be true about everyone you meet. For example, is patience a virtue? Is integrity an important element for a man or woman to possess? Is trust or trustworthiness indispensable to you? I love old books and movies. Period novels are great. When introducing characters to the reader, most of the characteristics I just listed are mentioned in their initial description, sometimes to the affirmative and sometimes not. These descriptions set the stage for the life of the character. It automatically positions us to wish them well or to wish them gone. It greatly determines whether we should groan when they walk into a scene or cheer because of what their appearance potentially means to the lives of the other characters and the following events in the story. If your life were written about, would the truths you listed be found in you, and what would your appearance evoke in the reader? If you're not 100% sure that you would be a flawed but beloved character, then what truths about you would have to change in order for that description to change to one that is remembered and missed 
upon the closing of your novel. Herein could be the start of the deepest point of our self-assessment. What do you have to do to become the hero of your own life? Things like this can seem small and not effective in changing our country, but it is. Remember, when we the people start looking like our values, the America we think we are, and not the compromised version, it will start to show up in every area of American public life at once, benefiting all and injuring none. When we the people begin to value more the truth in our own lives, America will change. And so, we will start to see the truth we so desperately need show up in every sector of our national lives because a more truthful version of we the people will occupy and therefore be able not only to demand it from others without hypocrisy, but bring it forth where we are. That is the end of today's podcast. Thank you for joining us here at Changing Variables slash Burning Variables. Always remember, perfection is not what we're looking for, just improvement. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Quote for today. Raindrops are small, but together they can move houses off their foundation and shear the sides of mountains.